Everyone's got opinions when it comes to leadership, and let's be honest, how many experts do we all know? But where can we find real leadership advice that's not BS? Well, look no further. Welcome to No BS Leadership, where on each episode, we attempt to expose the gap between what leaders think they should be doing and what actually works. Listen in as we irritate some, inform others, and challenge all leaders to discover a better path to the leadership excellence we all want. Yeah, family tomatoes is walking along and all of a sudden the dad turns around to a little tomato in the back, stomps hard and says, catch up. Oh my God. Not the best dad. Thank you for uh, this episode, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next time. Welcome back to this crazy bunch. Thanks for joining us today on the No More Leadership BS, although I am surrounded with it today. <laughs> with that Jeff Surrounded Trichel by leadership. Thank you. I think it's more like surrounded with by BS, but that's okay. Oh, stop us. We're blushing. We are, we are all here today, and that's what makes it good. <laughs> oh, I'm joined, of course, by all the Jeffs, Jeff Conroy of Conroy Leadership Consulting. Thank Is you. that right? Yeah, that's correct. Is that right? <laughs> Jeff Geyer with Phoenix Coaching and Geoff with Professionals at Play, along with Dr. Dr. Sam Jennings of 360 Clarity. And I'm Myra Hall. I'm going to be the leader today. At what I've been thinking about this all week. Don't hurt yourself. Just because a of a movie that I happen to watch. And I'm not a movie watcher, but this one impressed me when I just some of the stuff impressed me, but the main character was very tall. And you knew from the get-go that there was something special about this man. But they didn't reveal it until late at what it actually was. But as the story developed, it it became pretty obvious that this is going to be a great guy. So it got it just got my head going and says he was tall and he took up space. I looked it up and it, as it turns out, people that are tall are considered immediately to be great leaders in a huge percent of the time. According to, to studies that have been done, it's not definitive, but when you stop and think about it, stop and think about the heroes in the movies. They either made to look tall or they are tall. What who comes to my mind right off the top of my head is James Comey. You look down the hall and you see him coming and he's 10 feet above everybody else. He, he just is. But what happens, huh? 10 feet. What is he? He's got to be seven feet. He's got to be seven feet. But people like John Wayne, he was a big man. There's just a lot of the people that are movie stars that are more than half of the CEOs in the country are tall. So what the myth is that tall people make good leaders and also physical characteristics, charisma. If they have these, then it makes you feel safe. And that goes way back to the caveman days when the big ones are the one went out and fought the tigers and brought home the bacon. So it's built into us this cognitive bias. We don't even realize it, but we will look up to tall, charismatic, good-looking people as a leader faster than we will a, a shorter person that may be shy, although they can be equally as good leaders. 
equally as good leaders. Now, is this discrimination? I don't think so. I think it's cognitive bias, but I want to bring that to you guys today. And the question I want to pose to you, we'll start off with Jeff Geyer because he is a tall man. He's a- he literally unfolds when he stands up. <laughs> <laughs> he literally unfolds. I, the first time I ever saw him, he stood up to greet me and it was like, oh my, this guy doesn't stop. It just keeps going. <laughs> I don't know how tall you are. Jeff, but it is the um, lady said. Yeah. <laughs> but since you're tall, I'd like to have your input on it. Is what happens when charisma, which is personality, physical appearance, and all of that stuff, is not met with character. Or not oh, backed well, up character as far as a leader goes. Yeah, that that's a good question. And to answer your question, I'm six six. I'm between Six four and six nine, dependent upon which convenience store I'm leaving. Which lineup you're standing in? Six six six. And my the first thing that jumped to my mind, Myra, when you said tall people, what's the definition of? Because for someone like me, someone six eleven or seven foot is tall. A six foot six person isn't tall. They're the same as me. But the average, I think, and I just looked this up. The average height of humans on the planet. For men, is five and a half feet, and for women, it's five foot two, average. Wow! So, wow! So based on five six is the average, then six six is tall. So I'll give you that. There's you won the first round. I am tall in Japan. Th- You're like huge in Japan. <laughs> yes, there's tall people everywhere. But to answer your question, I don't think if you don't have integrity, and if you don't have what's the word you the question you asked was if you were tall but didn't have if, if it wasn't supported or backed up with character. With character. There you go. Character yeah. and integrity. Um, yeah. If you don't, if we all have character, if you have bad character and low right. integrity, it matters not to me what your physical stature is. You're going to suck. The world was just put together for us to succeed. But we have to be good people and all that. We have to be of good moral standing and good character and and high integrity and those kind of things. Does that mean that good leaders never have challenges in those areas? And the answer to that question of, is no, of course. We're all human beings, whether we're good leaders or poor leaders. We're going to make some mistakes. But I think when you're talking about character, it's what do we do next? What did we learn from the mistake? How do we apply what we've learned? Because learning this stuff isn't, well, learning, learning is one step towards wisdom. You have to put in the action of what you've learned for it to become wisdom. And so I think no matter what your physical stature is, you can do those things. That's not ex- exclusive to tall people. That's, and that's very true. It brings up a question. And I'm going to throw this was at, at Dr. Sam. Is they say first impressions are lasting impressions. So if the first impression leaves of being tall and a great looker and a flashy dresser, how does that enter into what Jeff just brought up? The first impression can be lasting, but Jeff just described, if a person acts so discordant with how they quote unquote should be, then the attractiveness in my mind for the benefit from height fades out very quickly. His expectation, I think it's Myra Angelou, 
Maya Angelo. Is that right? Why am I getting it wrong? Tell, Angelo. Maya. Maya, Maya Angelo. Maya. Thank you. I don't remember what you said, but I remember how it made me feel. That's obviously a paraphrase because she's a poet. That's what's going to stick. So yeah, there was the initial, this is going to be a great conversation. And then you open your mouth. And, oh, this is not going to be super awesome. In fact, we never chat again, please. So the last few effects are there, but they will wane with behavior once you go that direction. Yep. And speaking of which, obviously, uh, Former director Comey had an impression on you, Myra. Minitube says he's 6'8". Still tall, but he's also a lawyer. So I don't want to get to a slanderous family situation. I'm totally joking. He, nobody would do that. Mr. Comey, if you're listening, tell all your friends that we mentioned you by yeah. have them listen to. He can sponsor Six us. foot eight is, he must have been surrounded by a bunch of short people then because he literally towered above everybody else. Their shoulders didn't even come to his chest. I mean, this picture I saw of him going down, there, maybe in the hallway, a congressional hallway or something. It was like, right. man, that guy's tall. So. Myra, have a thing for Jim Comey? I don't. I'll be honest. <laughs> be honest. It just impressed me that. I'd... So. <sighs> Not judging. <laughs> what happens when you find yourself in this position, Jeff Conroy? What happens when you've been taken, when you've been duped by somebody that you thought was going to be a super leader and inspirational person that helped you get higher and they turned out to be all for themselves? Well, I don't think have so. You ever, Go ahead. Have you ever run into anybody like that? I don't think this, I don't think that's height specific. Is it, so we're all in agreement. Well, it's, no, it's not height specific. <laughs> I mean, but I've worked with some short leaders who are real jerks. That's another whole myth. That's another <laughs> that, whole myth. No, that wasn't a myth. That was real. <laughs> That's a fact. No, I've worked with people that you hear about in the community, about how amazing they are, a great leader, great organizer. And then you find out that some, my dad used to say, they read their own press. They're rather impressed with themselves. And that's that's a turnoff for me. But I'm going to say that for the majority of the leaders that I've heard great things about are great people. They have that it factor that you're really interesting, most interesting person in the room type thing. Just there, they were great, but there has been... Yeah, including McLaughlin. But there are those leaders that, like I said, do read their own press, that are a complete letdown, that do have an expanded ego, that really don't know really what they're doing sometimes. It's just, how did you get this far? And come to find out they surround themselves with amazing people. So I'm more enamored with the people that are around them some, most of the time than the actual leader themselves. Yeah. It shows the go, goes to show that you can go a long way if you have an excellent team. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, you can ride their coattails. You can be the face of something and not actually have any responsibility, but be like the pretty face on front and all the people behind you are the ones like, they're rowing the boat. I used to say that at Vinny's. I used to say, yeah, I'm just the talent. <laughs> I'm the face. <laughs> I'm obnoxious. I'm, I get out in front of people and I can talk. And I was surrounded myself with some fantastically incredible people. Geoff, mm -hmm. we've been talking about instant impressions and mm. first impressions and that stuff. As a potential leader that doesn't a have a what is that gq demeanor isn't tall and and just as just doesn't feel like they they can be a really good leader because they actually feel like they're almost discriminated against because they don't have that but they still are have the heart of a leader advice would you give them oh boy that's a good one because i've done a lot of work with with student leadership and young people, and they're just starting to come into who they are as a human being. And I've seen phenomenal leaders on both ends of the spectrum, both the ones that are like stand out. Wow, that person is dashingly handsome or incredibly beautiful. 
and a great leader. They have the charisma and the character and then the action to back it up. And then I've seen people that you would be like, huh, lead in a different way, maybe not like the face of everything, but the actions and the intent behind what they're doing is true leadership. And they can actually lead just as well as the other people. It's just a different leadership style. And like you said, we do have this automatic confirmation bias of, hey, good looking, loud people, we follow them. Why? Because in battle, if a person had an incredibly loud voice and was larger, they were easy to see and they were easier to hear. And therefore, the loud, big person was the one that we would follow. Now, if they went down, now we were in trouble because we don't know where the voice is coming from, right? So the hard part is that if you can recognize that bias, you can, and if you can look beyond, which obviously as human beings, we automatically do, we immediately look and we go, wow, that person like for us is attractive or that person like they stand out above other people simply because of their height or demeanor. If we can look at that and go, okay, cool, that's great. But what are the actions? What it is, are they doing the things that leaders do? Are they actually taking the time to check in with people? Are they supporting people? Are they, are they, are they in the front, like blazing a trail? Are they in the back saying, Hey, come on, let's make sure everybody's together. Let's go. How do we do this? It's the actions. I think, like you said, it's the context, the character over the context where, you know, it doesn't really matter what you look like. It's how you lead and how you take care of your team and how you take care of your people. What's what it comes down yeah. to. Excellent. Can I address that topic as well? Absolutely. Um, I'm blessed to have two daughters. And my oldest and my middle child are both daughters, my youngest as a boy. But I always told my daughters, I hate to tell you this, it's a man's world and it sucks. And I'm so sorry for that. I said, but if you're going to be a leader, you've got to do it better and cleaner than everyone else. And I'm really very sorry about that. And both my daughters have turned out to be exceptional people, but also exceptional leaders. They both hold leadership roles and they are, they do very well. And I think it's because they paid attention to the detail stuff of being a servant leader, supporting everybody, making sure everyone's on the same team, making sure everyone's getting what they need, knocking down the barriers and getting what they need in order to be successful. And I've got a daughter working at Costco corporate who has been there for 14 years and she does exceptionally well. And I've got another daughter works for city government and she's does ex exceptionally well. I do. I think there's a gender bias. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Even today in 2023, there's gender bias and it's garbage and I hate it, but it's just one of those things that we as a society have to deal with. Just there's tall bias. There's cognitive there bias is. everywhere. Just is. It's built into us and it, it's our job to notice it and step outside of it. Yep. There, there, there's some research done that indicates that, that it's better to teach our kids social skills, it, that raising our kids social skills is a better predictor of their lifetime earnings than raising their intellectual skills, our kids, or we're talking about leadership here. So it can be your kids. It could be your yourself. We're talking about leaders, right? Teach yourself how to have better social skills, regardless of how tall you are. Yes. And, <laughs> and you'll be a better leader. It yep. just makes sense because without social, without people, you're not a leader. Correct. Yeah. You're on I a mean, long, so lonely journey all by yourself. All by yourself. Right. Well, yeah. One of the, one of the things my wife, she stopped asking me this. We've been together for 
more than 35 years and we'd go to a restaurant or something and we'd the hostess or maitre d would come and take us to our table and on the way to the table i'd say hi to three or four people or five or six people or Sometimes I wouldn't even sit down. She'd sit down by herself and I'd go talk to other people. And she would always wonder, do you have to talk to everybody here? And that's my personality and certainly my disc behavioral profile. But I think another part is I can be in an elevator with total strangers and almost not every time, but more than half the time. A total stranger will look at me and I'll say good morning or hey, how you doing or something like that. And they'll go, my goodness, you're tall. How tall are you? And so that's been happening my entire life. And by rote repetition, my social skills have got better. I'm not like Wilt Chamberlain, right? Where there's a story about Wilt is he was in an elevator one time and people walk in. Wilt was was pretty good size, 6'11 or something like that, maybe even taller than that, 7'7", 7'1", or something. And they look up and people are being smart, Alex. Hey, how's the weather up there? The report is that he would spit on them and tell them it's raining great. He never did that. But my point is, if you were on an elevator and an exceptionally short, not even exceptionally, a shorter than average person walked in. Okay. So if average height is five, six, what if a 4'11 person walked in or a five foot person walked in? You wouldn't go, oh my goodness, you are exceptionally short. How short are you? We only do that with tall people. Yeah. Cognitive bias. My yeah. aunt's 4'11". I, te- I tease her all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, it just lives in our society. The thing is, it's our job. It's our job to discern. It's our job to look past that. Realize that it, it can be a myth that holds us back and and work with it. Look for the strong character. Look for... I. This is the way I do it. I look... If all their actions are pointing to them, they're not a good leader, in my opinion. They're not the leader for me. Yeah. If they're pointing out to their team or to me specifically, my Angelo just nailed it. I'll always remember how they made me feel. I won't always remember how. Yep. Oh, what they said. So any parting thoughts on this? Because this could go on for hours. I traveled for work this week. I flew down to California and on my first leg of my air journey, I sat next to a gal who was, I just glanced over and I saw she was like studying for something. And she, we got to talking and she was doing a training for Boeing. She's a Boeing employee, a project manager. And she was going to a training on how do we support our team better? How do we make sure that they're having fun? How do we make sure they're engaged? How do we, how do we connect with them? And it was, it was literally just a a training on how do you treat your team better? How do you make sure they feel valued? And I thought, oh my gosh, that's so interesting because that's that kind is of interesting. What I live in. And she goes, I love Boeing because they support they support us in this. They are they are great when it comes to helping us train to be better leaders. And how do we engage with our employees more? And how do we be more creative? And how do we make sure there's room at the table for everybody? Because some of the greatest ideas we've had haven't been necessarily from the top people. They've been from the people that are out there working on the planes and going, you know what? If that was different, it would look like this and it'd be better. And all of a sudden that idea goes through and they go, what? what? Oh my gosh. Making sure that people have room at the table. So and I just thought it was really interesting that those skills are truly now the skills of this century that are going to be the ones that, that, that lead us into the next century with innovation, technology. How do we get along? And how do we, how do we do things? Soft skills that have become the hard skills. Those are the ones that are going to get you further. And it's our responsibility. It's our responsibility to do that. Good leaders will develop that. 
Good leaders will develop the character in their people and replicate themselves. But character is going to carry you farther than charisma every time. Charisma may get you in the door. Character is what's going to sustain you. So if there is no more wisdom pearls, I'm going to wrap this up and say goodbye to you fine guys and goodbye to our audience. And hopefully we will have you with us again next week. So bye-bye now. Bye. 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 Letterbuck. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the No Leadership BS Podcast. If you have any stories, questions, or comments you would like to share with us, please email us at askus at leadershipbs.co. That's askus at leadershipbs.co. Don't forget to give us a five-star review so we can reach more people. Thank you so much, and tune in next time. We'll see you then.